0: chad yeah let's fuck some shit up okay let's i'm gonna give some uh some behind the scenes to everybody listening at home this is how we sync up our audio so no one told you life was gonna be this way (claps) were you gonna sing a song for us
1: no i don't want to anymore okay remember what did i ever post the i did a death metal version of the friends song like two years ago and i remember finding it on my soundcloud and it's horrible but i was like i must have did this when i was super drunk because i don't actually remember making it
0: <laughs> <laughs> i don't remember that i remember you telling me about it but i don't remember hearing it
1: i wonder i think i deleted it too which may be a shame because i don't think i have a, a version of it anymore now <laughs> it's just like well oh, we'll just get rid of this but i'm like oh, i kind of wish i had it because it was funny Let me. I'll double check real quick, but I'm pretty sure it's gone. Oh, here it is. Oh, God, it. So, oh, this is before I got shredded too. So the guitars are horrible.
0: Actually, maybe you should revisit this.
1: I don't think I have the FLP anymore, so I'd have to start all over.
0: Actually, it says this was not found. Maybe it has been removed.
1: Well, the 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 track is set to private, but I should be able to share it.
0: Ah, uh, I'm sorry. So before before we start the show. Um, Chad and I spent about forty minutes looking at cartoon pictures.
1: Yes, we did. We are adults. The, you,
0: I hope you guys all took the time to to look at that. Uh, Tom and Jerry goes to Charlie and the Chocolate Factory because there are some horrible shots in that trailer.
1: <laughs> it's not even the, it, It's just the art design is really bad. Like this is this is the world's shittiest drawing of like I hate Tom in this. He's too blue. I don't. The kid but looks there, awful.
0: There are also these like inconsistencies where like the, the the width on the line work varies greatly sometimes his cheeks are wide and sometimes the round um his pupils do not always point in the same direction yeah i noticed that um and it's also like so you, you never saw this then right no I, I, so what they I did to old was Tom and Jerry. um they took willy wonka and they like they made an animated shot for shot of willy wonka but then also what if tom and jerry were like just also there and they don't impact the plot at all it just charlie has a cat and a mouse oh man
1: this is worse than <laughs> animation because mm-hmm. i'm
0: watching the trailer now and they they sing the songs they and they do, do the whole, they do the story, and it's from Charlie's point of view, and they'll just have these cutaways where, what if Tom and Jerry walked down a hallway, and there was a chocolate hallway, and they licked the chocolate? But let's get back to the story, and it will cut back to Charlie. It's bizarre.
1: People got paid to make this. I'll be honest, if I was an animator and someone was like, hey, you need to make this, and it doesn't need to be great, I'd be like, hey, it's a paycheck.
0: Well, you know, th- this is the other thing, too. I think a lot of people... They grow up watching cartoons, and there's something that inspires them. It's like I want, I want to work at Disney. I want to make the next Lion King, and they get a job as an animator. And I feel like something this happens in video games where yes, um, you can get a job getting really good at like programming AI and uh, texturing and rendering and animating and all kinds of stuff. You could get all these interesting skills, and then you can get employed at like Rockstar Games. And spend two years studying, like, horse anuses to get the simulated horse poop to drop right. Because, um, I mean, that that Red Dead Redemption is really good, but they have so much detail in the horses. Like, literally, it times out. Depending when you feed your horse, there's an actual timer that starts depending on when it'll start to shit. Really? And how much. It, yeah, it all, like, people have done math, and they're like, guys, they spent too much time on the horse shit mechanic. That's dumb. It's dumb. Someone spent a lot of work, like hours, getting this just right, and I appreciate and the attention to detail. The horse. You can't. I
1: assume. I assume you can't fuck the horse. I actually have never um, played the
0: game. Also, like literally, they're like the the male horses. They're um like they'll swell if you don't let them mate for too long. Really? Why? Like there's there's details. That if you're, if you're really into horses, then like some stuff about the horses will come second hand and you'll just treat your pretend horse like a real one and you'll brush it off. And, and it's kind of neat that it makes the world feel real, but it's also like, I would rather that I didn't clip through the sand at the one level and fall through the water and die. Right. And also like, I care a lot more about my hat and my beard than (laughs) my horse. And so I feel bad that someone probably spent more time on the horse details than the hat details. But I care a lot more about the hat. And this is some guy that was like, I'm going to make video I'm going to make the next Sonic the Hedgehog. I'm going to make the next Halo right after this horse lifts its tail for the 10 millionth time. And I I really pay attention to it this time.
1: I just can't be, just being the animator, it's like, here's what you're going to do today. Is you're going to animate horse poop. So you got to go online and get some reference pictures of horse poop and then you know we're Rockstar we can pay to send you to a farm to handle horse poop so you get the texture right and so you're going to make this, this is, horse poop
0: This is one I want to see in Red Dead Redemption 3 when you're riding on your horse and the horse lifts its tail I want to see that, that black and purple texture that comes up when there's no texture loaded <laughs> And I'm going to go thank you That's no, I fine
1: see- I want to see William Defoe's head come out, and it's just you can just like play with it like a beach ball. Ah, because that would be pretty great, right?
0: Red Dead Three is gonna be good, you guys. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, we'll see it in ten years, but it'll be good.
0: Did you play two? No, two is really good.
1: I don't play games that look like they're too long.
0: Oh no, <laughs> that's, dude. I you know what I love too is that um, what was it uh. There was some game that was taking too long, and I got bored of it, and I never finished it. Um, Oh, so it was Detroit Become Human. Okay. Which is a narrative, slow-paced story game. And it got to a point where, um, like, I died at the end of a level, and then it told me I had to redo the level. And I was like, I don't want to do that again, so I stopped playing it. And it was like, I guess I just, maybe I just really want action games, I guess. And then Red Dead comes out, and I'm literally, like, I'm role-playing being a cowboy, (laughs) <laughs> Where like I saw a lady fall over, so I went over and helped her up, and then she was like, "Can I get a ride into town? It's so far away." And oh, my ankle! And it's like, "Oh, sure thing, ma'am." And we like slowly galloped into town while she told me the history of the town. And then she got out of somewhere and it's like, "Okay, that's cool." And then I went, I went over to the, the general store and it's like, "I gotta buy some some peas and some corn, but I also I kind of want some peaches just for me, and then be- beans, and then they." They had some chaw, and they had some, they had the cigarettes, and they had the cigars, and the cigars cost less. And I was like, well, whatever. So I bought extra cigars, and I was like, well, and then I'll also get a beer. And so then I went on the front porch of the general store, and I'm eating my, my can of beans and smoking a cigar. And <laughs> it's like, wait, why do I like this game, but I don't like Detroit? Detroit. Like, this was an hour. <laughs>
1: see, <laughs> I was like, I, don't... I
0: was shopping in first person in the store. It wasn't the menu. I was literally, like, walking around, like, looking at the store.
1: Yeah, see, I can't do that in games. I, 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 these things, in, they, I want nothing to do with this shit, because I can do that in real life, and it's kind of miserable in real life. Like, the long game I, I keep playing right now is Earth Defense Force 5 or whichever one it is, because it's couch co-op. And me and my brother, it's, like, 130 levels, and we can just play through it over and over again with different characters and on different difficulties. We can throw some music on or a podcast if we want and just, like, shoot giant ants. And it's really fun. The gameplay loop is perfect. And that's all there is to it. Like, there's no anything else other than kill giant bugs until the frogs show up then you kill those 2 God, I love that game.
0: It's a good game. you like Vermintide?
1: I've never played that one. It's a good game. I haven't played most games.
0: Do you like Left 4 Dead 2? Left 4 Dead 2 is good then you'd like vermintide.
1: Is it like verm is like Left 4 Dead but with there's, there's rats instead of zombies?
0: Yeah, and then you're dwarves instead of survivors.
1: Okay, that actually sounds pretty great.
0: It's pretty great cuz I honestly I don't think Left 4 Dead's a very good game. I just enjoy the co-op aspect of it. Yeah. And then Vermintide is like, "Oh, they made a good game that functions like this. Sign me up."
1: I think Left 4 Dead's good, but it it feels dated some of the uh just like the I, movement, the way the guns shoot.
0: So my, my experience with it is every time I would play that game, I get matched with somebody who's like, well, this is how you clip through the wall and bypass oh, this whole sequence. yeah, that's going to be bad. And it's like it was there was so much of that that I could never just enjoy the game.
1: See, if you play with me and Joe, it's largely me listening to music too loud and I can't hear him getting attacked by Special Infected, so he dies and then he yells at me.
0: You know what I really like about Left 4 Dead was the characters. Yeah, I like that's, them. I always, that's I like one being thing Rochelle they did right, the for sure. Yeah, I I like them. Um, I like the one level where one of you has to stay behind. Mm-hmm. Like, there's there's cute little things where it's like, it's kind of the fun of a zombie movie, but also just the fun of a video game. Like, there's things the, about it that I do enjoy.
1: The tension, usually the last level where you're like the final crescendo event, and you're just like waiting for the thing to come, like the boat or the helicopter, and there's just zombies everywhere, and your health is just quickly going down, and your screen's stuttering because they're punching you. And it's just like, if if I wait five more seconds, the helicopter will get here, and I'll just, like, fall into it, and we'll win. And, like, that that moment, that five-second wait between am I going to die or am I going to live and have to do all of this again because it's really hard is, is a really good rush of adrenaline. Like, it's a really good reason to play video games.
0: Did you ever play Evolve? No. I liked the premise of that more than Left for Dead, and the Left 4 Dead people made it, but it was so bad.
1: Well, I didn't get that one because just like the gameplay practices, or like this, the, the sale practices, right? Like, it's not even out. It's like, you can pre-order the, a unlimited limit, edition for $80 and get content we won't tell you about because we haven't made it yet. It's like, that's gross. I don't want to bother with that. And then it went free to play like, you know, eight months later.
0: But it was also, the the only interesting characters were the monsters, like the human characters were all beyond bland. But then on top of that, they were locked into these roles. Sure. So, so every team had like, there was one guy that was the trapper and one guy that was the tracker and one guy that was the medic. And you didn't want to be like any of those. So you'd, you'd get in the games where it's like, I'd queue up and it'd say, hey, you can be, th-. I set medic to my least preferred role. And that was the only role I ever played because I would get into a game, and it was a game that was almost over, and the medic left early. Oh, and that was every single match I did. Like that it, is really it was... the hard
1: part about class-based stuff, right? Especially if you're gonna like s- set the team up where what someone has to be this shitty character.
0: I feel like the asymmetrical part is a challenge enough because it's the same thing with Friday the Thirteenth. I don't want to be a counselor, mm-hmm. and it's like, and I I I'm, I bought this game to be a monster. I want to queue as the monster. If I have to wait two hours, I'll wait my two hours. Stop assigning me as a medic. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. But then it was also balanced so poorly where the monster the monster can't win if it's at stage one or two. And when you get to stage three, you're pretty much going to win no matter what.
1: That reminds me of Aliens vs. Predator 2, the online shooter back in 2001. Yeah. That no one probably remembers but me. But you could turn you could turn on the alien life cycle in multiplayer. So you'd start as a facehugger. The problem is, is like you'd have to wait through the chestburster phase and basically hide for like thirty seconds before you turn into an alien. Mm-hmm. And you couldn't kill anybody. You couldn't do anything other than you were tiny.
0: I think it's and neat on so, paper, and it just never works out right.
1: It was horrible because people would be like, "Oh." That person died from a facehugger because you could see the facehugger on the face, so they would just wait for you to burst out and then kill you, and so servers would have, like, no-killing-worms rule, which no one followed. Well, and, and so it's like, oh, I guess I'm just gonna be a predator then.
0: I think this mechanic works better in, um, in MOBAs. There's a couple characters like this in, like, League of Legends or Dota where they start off a little more on the weak side, but as you level up, there's ways to make them, like, overpowered by comparison and it's kind of fun to wait for that late game and then have this late game push. You know what I mean? Yeah. Did you ever play ever played any of those games?
1: Not sure. So
0: I don't think my so. F- my favorite character on uh, on Dota is the broodmother, who's just this giant spider. Yeah, giant spider. She's like she's literally just like Shelob or something. And her her kit is so much fun. I just love it so much. Um So you know how I'm like a creeper, right? So one of the things she can do is she can coat an area in webbing. And it's like a big chunk of area. And while you're on the web, if you're not attacking, you're instantly stealthed. But also, you move faster. Okay. So the idea is you kind of pick one lane, and then you coat the entire lane with webbing, and you're just in control there. Now, another thing she does is... If you get like a final hit on a on a minion and you kill it with this one attack, the minion will die and it'll um be replaced with a little baby spider that you can control. And if you do this right, you can kind of like if you're not being interrupted, the baby spiders die really easy, but you can end up making like a small army that pushes along with your own minions, you know? Okay. So and they also cloak. Ooh, damn. So typically, and I never played, like, ranked play. This was always, like, casual mode. But typically what you'd see is that a broodmother would, like, step one, you coat the lane with webbing. Um, Step two is you try to make baby spiders and push. And then the other person's job is really to kill off the baby spiders. And then if they find you, they want to kill you off so that you can't make more. Sure. So you kind of want to hide until you have, like, a cool army. I would hide all of my babies at all times. I would never use them. (laughs) <laughs> and I would build up like a huge army of them and then push in one big wave. Just like Zerg rush it. Yeah. So my favorite match ever was... These games normally take about half an hour.
1: Yeah, that's why I don't play them.
0: Yeah. So I, for whatever reason, um, the other team just decided to completely neglect the lane that I picked at random. So I have all my webbing everywhere. I have like 50 little baby spiders And it's it's great because like I have them all cloaked and I'm just I'm watching as the as our team's minions like push along a bit and I'm watching really carefully. And if anybody gets too close, then I'll jump them. So this one guy runs up. He's like finally in a check bottom lane. He's like running down there and it's like, okay, I'm gonna keep my eye on this guy. And then he puts he, he runs up and he's standing literally right next to me and he doesn't know it. And he's surrounded by 50 of my babies. And then he puts down this totem that removes stealth. Oh
1: no! So he puts that down. Like,
0: Fuck. Well, that's that's the thing. He puts that down, and immediately the area lights up, and Shelob and fifty spiders are all like there, staring at him. And then I like, <laughs> I like scooted over a little bit and knocked over the totem, and we all disappeared. <laughs> and he booked it like he ran. In, like <laughs> he, had, he had like an, an ability to literally dash away. And then for whatever reason they never came back like he didn't come back with two guys to fight me he was like i'm not doing this and he left so it's like okay whatever so left to my own devices i was able to push the entire lane up all the way to the core and it was and again like these games go for half an hour so this is the 11 minute mark and i single-handedly destroyed the core (laughs) So it, it literally says, like, Blue Team wins, and everyone in the chat, my team and the enemy team, all all at the exact same time said, what? And then the, the camera pans over to see my hundred baby spiders and me.
1: That's and amazing.
0: And it was, like, it was, I think that was, like, the last time I played Dota, because, like, never topping that.
1: If you like spider, okay, that reminds me of a book I read uh, a couple of years ago called Spider Light, which is a fantasy novel. It's, like, 280 pages, 300 and some pages, you know, in, th- in that range. Uh, yeah. published by Tor. And uh, the the main premise is this group of, like, adventurers, like a and d group, go to kill some spiders, and uh, shit goes wrong. One of the spiders gets turned into a human. And so he's... I am used to be a spider, and I'm a person, but I have... I'm kind of fucked up looking. And I have to help these people go kill the big bad at the end of the dungeon or whatever, at the end of the kind of Lord of the Ringsy thing, you know, epic fantasy. And it's a really interesting deconstruction of fantasy but also there's a lot of like fun spider shit in it like it's it's just a fun spider book and what this guy manages to do with a five party cast in like 300 pages is amazing because all the characters are really well written. The plot is pretty bare bones to like build the characters up better. But then the twist at the end is really good so I guess anybody listening that likes spiders and fantasy, uh, you've probably never heard of that book. I don't think it got a huge marketing push or anything. So go check that one out on Amazon. It's actually a really really good book.
0: It sounds pretty interesting.
1: Yeah, I, I remember I got a review copy of it, you know, four or some years ago, 5 years ago and gave it a pretty good score. It was it's one of the few I, re- I remember fondly from doing that. Like that was a a really solid novel. But also all the spiders, so many fucking spiders. <laughs> spiders are fun. Oh, you sent me a creepy thing.
0: Yeah, so this is a cool fantasy spider where it's like a mimic. Oh, wow. Where it leans over and, like, pretends to sob like a an injured woman.
1: Yeah. It <laughs> just, like, attacks people.
0: Yeah, I love spiders.
1: Spiders are great.
0: They can be interesting. Oh,
1: man, we had a fucking, like, cricket in the basement. That was making all kinds of noise, and it's just like, you know what? Give it two days, and the spiders are down there going to kill it. And, Yay. yeah, about two days later, I haven't heard it since. So... Cheers to you, spiders. I make sure to kill the centipedes, because in that household war, I want the spiders to win.
0: I like, the, they finally updated the textures, um, like, the model for the Warcraft spider. Oh, yeah? And it's it's one of these things where they've been going through Warcraft and, um, like, updating random stuff. So it used to be you could, like, count the polygons, and now it looks like a modern, like, game model.
1: Oh, wow. That is but very different.
0: Like, yeah, it's very different. But there's something about, like, I kind of like the charm of the old ones. The first like that's one's what, cartoony. Well, that's what Warcraft looks like, you know?
1: Yeah, like, Warcraft's a cartoon.
0: But with that new one, it just looks so good. <laughs> I, I love how they render bugs in that game. They're coming out with that bee mount soon. Um, I want the spider mount. There's, there's a lot of fun bugs. I want a butterfly. Can you get, like, a butterfly buddy for your hunter?
1: Maybe. I, would, I want Sounds that. Sounds like a thing you could do. See, that second spider, the problem with it is, like, it actually looks kind of scary. And so just like, oh, the first one's like, I'm fighting cartoon spiders, this isn't so bad. And then it's like, oh, I'm fighting actual spiders, someone please save me, they're huge.
0: I sent you the mount.
1: Oh, the mount looks amazing. It's freaking like a dark black widow, it's got some white and red, oh man, that thing is nasty looking, I like it.
0: Oh, there's a robot spider, too.
1: I want to write a novel with, with a bunch of giant spiders in it, like... Okay, uh, there's a couple novels I want to write that involve giant bugs. One of them, you know, if you read The Stand by Stephen King, no, basically world ends. Uh, the things, the disease wipes out like 97 percent of the population. People have to get back together. Is this Build the one where
0: they're like they're all based on like bands and musicians?
1: Um, a character is a musician, but none of the other ones are.
0: That was a JoJo reference. Oh, it was because you said Stand.
1: Oh, I getcha. Anyways, and so I want to do, like, a version of The Stand, but all the bugs just get to be the size of cars and start killing people. And so, like, that's the end-of-the-world scenario, is, like, this schlocky B-movie horror bullshit where all the bugs are giant. And it follows, like, multiple characters, and they all have to get together and, like, band against the bugs. And I think that would be really fun to write, but I don't have anything more than, like, that 30-second pitch.
0: Oh, 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 so we're, we're talking about um spiders and she and stuff. I found a website that sells custom, um, or not custom. They, they make these, like, characterized uh, rubber duckies. Huh. And there's a little, there's, like, a Frodo rubber ducky.
1: Frodo rubber, I'm going to type that into Google. That's going to be the strangest thing that I've Googled, like, all year.
0: I I think I have a link to it here.
1: Frodo rubber ducky.
0: And, we. What got me is that these ducks have more personality than the stupid um. Holy shit! Uh, pop vinyls.
1: This is fucking adorable. Also, way better than a pop vinyl, because there's so, actually like important details on here.
0: And there's a there's like Crash Bandicoot ones. Um, oh, yeah, there's, there's
1: a freaking there's whole thing of uh.
0: Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters.
1: And... Oh Jesus, is there an is there is there an alien?
0: No, I didn't see that. At least. God
1: damn it! What about Predator?
0: Actually, there might be a predator. I kind of like that idea, though.
1: Okay, I'm not seeing. Pre- i see I Google predator ducky. That got me some weird shit.
0: Oh yeah, I'd be careful. So here's um, <laughs> here's the bad guy dragon from Skyrim rubber ducky. Um, Dovakin rubber ducky. There's Batman.
1: Okay, this is Dude. numskull.com for everybody. N u m s k u l l for anybody that wants to go check this out because this you is some get... weird, stupid shit. Oh, God, look at the spiral one.
0: There's a spiral one, you can pre-order Destiny 2 ones. Um, which honestly, I'm gonna be frank. They did Cade Six, they did Lord Shax, they did Eris Morn, those are all fantastic rubber duckies, and then they did the robot sweeper, and it's like I get you guys on Reddit really like the robot sweeper, but stop it. <laughs> You're not entertaining. These are these are fucking amazing. <laughs> They're so much better than Pop Vinyls.
1: They are. This is so cool. How come no one's just talking about this? Also, why do they not have a xenomorph one? Them stupid cons.
0: They have a Sauron.
1: Yeah, the bat one. One is kind of nice. Which are these things? I don't care. Well, I mean, it's kind of important, right? If I click shop now, oh, okay. I guess we're going to Geek Store Shop US.
0: They're thirteen Cause... pounds each.
1: Okay, that's actually under twelve ninety nine on this site. That's not bad. Okay, because the pound is down. Because brexit (laughs) (laughs) so if you're gonna buy these everybody now's a good time to do it
0: um and also don't buy pop vinyls oh
1: so we're 26 minutes in we had a topic idea do we want to hit that or do we want to just keep doing bullshit because this is fun too
0: honestly i love spiders are you gonna see it too
1: yes of course
0: um is there gonna be a spider in it
1: um because I hope Maybe? it's like
0: stop motion and like poorly green screened on the, on the backdrop.
1: that would be kind of neat. I
0: would just appreciate that. Yeah. Um, I, I love, and I, I love and I hate, but I love, um, like old timey stop motion stuff. And it's it's weird because I feel like sometimes it was used as a crutch to just like, there's a monster there, so everyone just stand there and point, and we'll get it in post.
1: Yeah,
0: there's other ones that are a lot more charming and they're they're like well executed, but I kind of like when it's done the worst way possible, because it really leaves me wondering like man I I wonder what they could have done.
1: Yeah, it just it's charming, right? Like, oh, um, okay. This is never mind. This is a fucking dumb tangent. I don't want to go there. But wait, wait, You're talking about someone came up to to my office today. We were talking a little bit, and he mentioned the movie Monster Squad. Was like his favorite movie when he was a kid, so I pulled up the trailer for it, and it, you know, kind of comes down to like, hey, without CG, people had to actually be good at special effects to make them look good. And so I'm watching this trailer for this super old like '80s horror movie, and uh, the the effects in it are are pretty solid. Like it looks good. It still holds up because they had to make the puppets and they had to make the costumes and they had to do a good job then, and they they look good now because they were lit well, and. I, I, I was watching um, Fantastic Beast 2 was actually on HBO the other day, and I was watching some of it. And, like, some of the CG on those on those beasts is, like, really not good. Like, when those cats show up and they're in the Ministry of Magic or whatever, like, they're not good-looking. They look really low-resolution. They're not resolution, but, like, the textures on them are super detailed. And it just sticks out where, like, that's a CG cat. I feel like, if you went a completely different art style, you could have made a practical-looking monster cat That would look good because you had to make it right the first time. So,
0: to talk real briefly on practical effects. When was the last time you watched the Star Wars prequels? Um, three years ago? Did you ever notice how, like, the Phantom Menace kind of looks better than the other two? Yes. Do you know why that is?
1: There's more practical effects in there.
0: (laughs) They have, like, scale models. Like, Naboo, like, that's the over shots of the city. All the buildings in the front are not CGI. They're they're miniatures. Okay. And the um the pod race, like the whole stadium, that's all a miniature. And they they didn't actually use a lot of CGI for the crowd. Like when they had these crowd shots and the crowds going crazy, those are all Q tips that had their tips like painted and there's a fan underneath blowing them up. Really? Yes.
1: That's fucking brilliant.
0: And it looks great.
1: There's a scene, I can't remember if it's in a Star Wars movie or if it's in a different movie, but it's like a waterfall. And what they did is they basically, they used salt. And they just, they made this scale model of this waterfall with the mountains and they, they pumped a shitload of salt down it. And it looked like flowing water, like really foamy flowing water. But it was literally just salt. Like this, Like this is something you could do in your home. You could build this thing and put salt in it. And have it run down and look like water and film it, and I think, I don't know, like I, I get so much more out of that than just like, oh, we took a really expensive computer program and rendered some fucking water, which is really hard to do too. Like, there's, you know, I'm not like saying that that's not that's easy, but it, I like the ingenuity of like we had to find something that looked like water,
0: but it and just looked like water. It looks so much better than it doing does. the computer effect.
1: God, I wonder if I'm going to finish all this whiskey cuz there's like a shot and a half left, maybe two. <laughs> and I don't need that much whiskey tonight. I have to go to work tomorrow.
0: As so I sent you the Q-tips.
1: Yeah, you did. Oh my god, this is crazy.
0: You can't tell. From far like, away, no. It, it no, because it's it's done correctly. Yeah, you got the perspective right. And it just looks so it looks so much better than like some of this 3D stuff. And it's just weird how I I think it's funny to me that people critique Phantom Menace for like having the dumb CGI characters in it, but they won't point out like how good the good stuff is.
1: <laughs> I remember when I rewatched that and they they're in the the ship underwater. And they get attacked by that big monster, that big fish thing. And I yeah. honestly, I think the CG on that fish monster looks pretty good. Yeah, I think the fish monster looks is. fine. I think I think Jar Jar looks really good.
0: I think Jar Jar looks fine. But there's other characters that Jar Jar will interact with that do not look great. Sure. And it's weird. Like, there's a part where, like, he's riding on one of those alien horse monsters, and it, like, it looks back at him, and it looks like they weren't done with it.
1: Sure. But Jar yeah. Jar looks fine. I think the pod racing scene looks amazing.
0: Pod racing was really good.
1: Part of that is the sound design in that that scene is fabulous.
0: Um, But the sound design is a big part of it. I think... Uh, the clever ship design makes it interesting. Yeah, like the the idea of it being like a carriage race, like in gladiator times or something. Um, do do you want to talk about Star Wars or do you want to talk about spiders? I want to. I feel or. like I could I could peel off into any direction right now.
1: So what? No, what you said because we mentioned sound design and it reminded me of um I'm trying to find the video, but there's a there's a live action Rony Kenshin movie and there's a really cool fight scene in it and for a bit i was only able to find uh the scene done to like a, a rock song and so it didn't have any of the uh the sword fighting noises in it it was just like the uh the choreography and then like cut to a, a, a song okay and it loses so much without the uh, without the uh the, the sound design because you can instantly tell the the swords are made out of like rubber. <laughs> because you don't have the clang, and so there's no there's no impact anymore. The, the clang tells stadium. you
0: it's metal, right? The shininess so you, doesn't. You
1: you need that so much, and I wish I could find that video because it is kind of a cool scene. Um, but apparently, the actual normal scenes have been up updated or uploaded since. I'm sorry, I can't fucking talk right now. Music. On, let's see if I can try this. Okay, I'm probably not gonna be able to find it. Which it's not that big a deal. It's you can put two and two together with what I'm talking about.
0: No, I love sound design. I love um I think that's half the fun. But I know people like to complain about the lightsaber fights where they're just spinning around. But it's like, yeah, but when they spin around they make a fun sound. <laughs> it's pretty right. You're like shut up, it's what I wanna see. Um, but I, I love uh you saw that the that episode of Rebels where Obi Wan and Darth Maul fought on Tatooine?
1: Uh yeah, I think you've linked that to me before.
0: There's a neat aspect of it where they have like episode four, Obi-Wan fighting Darth Maul. And it almost feels like this generation connection where Obi-Wan is this like old man and he takes out his lightsaber and he just stands there and holds it. And then Darth Maul like takes out his lightsaber and like spins it around and makes like the new sound effects. And you get to see them like at the same time. It's not a weird, like, decision to pick one style or the other. Okay. And it's, like, pretending. It's, like, no, these are both valid things you can enjoy. And I love how there's, like, this gentle hum of the lightsaber that's supposed to feel powerful. Like, the original concept of the lightsaber was that, like, a normal person couldn't wield it because it's so, like, unwieldy and powerful that you need magic powers to use it correctly. And part of that was supposed to be the sound that's, like, emanating from it, where just, like, you turn it on, and there's just, like, power coming out of it. And it turned into just, like, sword fights and being flashy. But I feel like they tap into it a little bit, and that sound is so iconic. Like, when a lightsaber turns on, you want to hear that sound.
1: Oh, yeah. That's one of my favorite things about all the Star Wars movies is, like, I, I, and I've talked, we've talked about this before, but the sound design in those movies is so fucking
0: good. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so talking about Star Wars um I went to to planet Batu that was fun
1: is that a Star Wars or a Star Trek
0: that's a Star Wars
1: okay I wasn't sure
0: um that's the that's the Star Wars land at Disneyland
1: oh Are you following? So you, went the, you, went, you went to the thing huh
0: okay yeah yeah you, you had a couple too many tonight did you
1: um maybe Trish. <laughs> I'm allowed to have too many on a Thursday and be hungover tomorrow. No, you are. I'm, just... a, I'm an adult who makes bad decisions. Part of me is just like, shit, I should, I kind of want to finish. There's really not much left, but also...
0: <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. When you, when you see that little bit where it's like, this isn't worth saving. Exactly. What, am I just going to keep the empty bottle in my, in, my, in my closet? It's not
1: even my whiskey.
0: Who's,
1: who's, who's, I never told this it? story. Okay, so two weeks ago, went to a concert in a casino. And uh, we went to we brought we we rented rooms and we brought booze and they're like you know you can't bring booze in we we have to check those bags or whatever for contraband and uh, so we're like for what he's like well mostly outside alcohol it's like well there's definitely outside alcohol in here so we gotta walk back to the car so we will go back to the car my friend just like takes a couple of bottles of water just pours them out and just starts filling them up with booze just <laughs> <laughs> like we're just gonna hide them under the underwear if they ask it's tea and they ended up not checking the checking the bags. Turns out, like, they couldn't actually force us to, you know, to, like, check anything because they're a hotel and not the fucking TSA. So, we go in and we have these, just, water bottles full of, of whiskey. <laughs> so, we're drinking out of cups and stuff and we're we're shooting the shit, waiting for the concert to start. And we go back and and my friend who brought all this whiskey and put it in water bottles, like, leaves it in the car, <laughs> doesn't bring it with. I'm just like, well, this is mine now. <laughs> and so, I'm just like, oh yeah, there's, I got I got Crown Royal... <laughs> That I can drink out of a fucking Aquafina water bottle,
0: and it's a good time. I like that. That's a good story.
1: And so, like, I can I can empty the last shot and a half that I absolutely should not drink tonight, <laughs> and it's not mine. I'm not wasting booze, but I'm also like, God, there's not that much left.
0: Oh, so I okay, and not to skip ahead in the story, but I couldn't get into the cantina because it's like reservations only. Really? So I, I I didn't get any Star Wars booze. That sucks. Um, excuse me.
1: Because I've actually talked to, to Jean-Luc and Alex about going to this as like a thing we could meet up and, and do. Like, yeah. is this fun? Is this a thing to do? Or is it just like an expensive, stupid thing?
0: Do you like Disneyland?
1: Uh, I've been to Disneyland once and I was like 12.
0: So, okay, here's here's my review, I guess. Disneyland is a fun thing to do. And Star Wars is one of the things you can do there. Okay. It's not, um, I feel like people talked up the Harry Potter thing. Like, Harry Potter alone is worth going to Universal Studios. Uh, This is not, like, the Star Wars stuff alone does not fill your day. Okay. There's really? one ride.
1: Oh, that sucks. And like, I'm guessing the line is like three hours long.
0: It was. It was 60 minutes.
1: That's pretty rough.
0: So I, I went on it twice. It was it was pretty good. It was comparable to the Indiana Jones ride. Okay. On on like a bad day. I I did go on the weekend. Oh okay. Um, it was I, <laughs> the ride was really cool.
1: <laughs> okay, here's my big question: Is how how easy or hard is it to sneak into this place? Very hard. Fuck, because I want to get drunk.
0: But if you make reservations, you can just go to the cantina.
1: Yeah, but th- those drinks are gonna be like twelve dollars.
0: Well, yeah. I mean you're, I'm not
1: going to get drunk for 12 bucks a drink. Jesus Christ.
0: I mean this is like the that's the first time that they've let alcohol sales in Disneyland at all.
1: I suppose. And dude,
0: the guy behind me was so mad. I w- so it was a really hot day. So it's like, okay, I'm going to get some of that blue milk everyone's talking about. So I'm standing in line at the blue milkery and the <laughs> the couple behind me like <laughs> she, somebody's like, "What is it?" Like what? It's just blue. It just says blue milk. Like what is it? Is it literally just milk with food coloring? <laughs> and then and like her kids are like, it says Star Wars. Ah. And then the dad's like, I'll just I'll ask. And he like like waved over somebody and is like, wait, is 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 the blue milk? Is this alcoholic? Which is not the question that she wanted him to ask. And like no, the only alcohol you can get is a cantina, but we're booked for the day. Um, this is rice milk and coconut milk and then other oh. flavors. And he was, and he, like, while she's explaining this, the dad, like, he heard, no, it's not alcoholic and started turning away at that point. And it's like, you can't get anything here. And she, and his wife started yelling at him. It's like, he's like, do you have to ruin everything, Mick? Is this what it says? This is where the whole vacation's been. <laughs> um, ben, but- the, the
1: disappointment, okay. Because, have you been to Harry Potter World? No. Because my I know my mom really likes Harry Potter. I I know a lot of people who really like Harry Potter like, we should go to the Harry Potter thing at some point. And I, I, as I get older, like, I'm like, I'm fucking too old to go to Harry Potter. But also, I kind of want to. But it just seems... Okay, that one you're doing a really good job with. I recognize that one right away. Yay. <clears throat> but my... But problem is it's just like it just seems like a dumb thing to make you spend money on stupid shit you're going to throw away 4 years later.
0: What what country do you live in, Chad? The capitalism one. So I, I don't know what you
1: like I don't know what you do with these things.
0: Uh, so okay, here's like, here's my thing. I don't like roller coasters. I like dark rides.
1: I don't like roller coasters either. So
0: for me, I don't like heights. Disneyland is the best thing ever because it's mostly dark rides for babies. So I just, I sit in a boat and I go on a pirate adventure and it's like, what? And then I get in a, a haunted house and I sit on a bench and I go on a ghost adventure and it's like, what? A- and then <laughs> I go sit in an Indiana Jones car and I go, I go to the, the dude, the storytelling in that ride is so cool. Are you familiar with that one? I am not. So, okay, there, <laughs> I could do a little show about Disneyland, but I, I won't. Um, I'm going to send you a picture of the Star Wars trash can I took a picture of. I feel
1: like I remember more about Epcot than I do Disney cuz I went we went to Disneyland and then my parents were excited cuz they're going to get to show me and my brother everything, but I was 8 or 10 and my brother was a couple years younger, so you, and I'm looking at all these rides and I'm like, "Oh, I don't like heights or fast things very much. I don't want to go on any of them." <laughs> And then we ended up going to Epcot, and then we did some, like, nature thing where I think we got on a truck and drove around, and we're like, look at all the animals. And I remember that more than actually being in Disneyland. I don't remember anything about Disneyland other than, like, it was, like, 9 o'clock. We were waiting for the bus to show up to take us back. I was tired and cranky, and then fireworks went off, and I was like, I don't give a shit about fireworks. I want to go to bed because it's been a long day, and it's hot out. I hate Florida. And I've never been back to Disneyland since. And I, I went back to Florida once, and I was like, I hate this state still. It's horrible. Yeah, don't go to Florida. This is the worst. So, okay,
0: I sent you a picture of an RTD2.
1: You sent me like a fucking half a
0: dozen pictures. <laughs> so, that RTD2, um, that's like a working RTD2. Really? Yeah, it was like rolling up and beeping to people. This was inside the droid store. And if you zoom in on that sign there, I sent you a, cl- a, a close up one. Yeah,
1: life size custom unit.
0: That's twenty five <laughs> so
1: thousand dollars. Is that a real price? You yes. can buy one for twenty five grand. You can, Holy, I can get a car. So I can get like three shitty cars so, for twenty five grand. This is
0: kind of the charm of this part of the land. Like I want to, I want tell you about how cool the, the like the Indiana Jones ride is. But yeah. what they do really well with the Star Wars is that it's like removed from the park. Like once you're there, you turn around and you don't see Disneyland anywhere. Like you, okay, that is it neat. is so atmospheric. Like the trees and the rocks are all high, and the rocks are like fantastical, and they have this like atmosphere music going. So it's like, it's not like Star Wars theme playing. It's like you hear the wildlife in this outpost. Okay, and you walk around, and there's just like there's stormtroopers on patrol, and there's like a, a droid rolling around and stuff, and um, there's like junk piled up here and there and little little things and all the gift shops are like themed so it's it's kind of funny because like there there's a cute little gift shop that has these like stuffed toys and they have this like old lady running it and it and it's like you your mind imagines that she makes these little stuffed toys oh sure and next to it there's a there's a store that sells like um they're like these plasticky like interactive toys that like the little aliens, but they'll they'll make sounds and stuff, yep. and it's set up like an actual like a pet store where they're selling actual animals, and they have a couple like in cages that will like growl if you get too close to the cage and stuff. And there's all kinds of different animals, and it's like come get this little thing, it's your baby Rathar from the thing. And what what I loved was across the stall from the the animal shop, there's this like skeezy looking guy that's just selling those like monkey rats that Job of the Hut had.
1: Oh, the Quacky and Monkey Lizards.
0: Yeah. I know what he that only is. only has Fuck those. Fuck you,
1: Jean-Luc. <laughs> I didn't have to look that one up. I know you're going to listen to this. This one's for you, buddy.
0: And it's like this one guy, he looks like he just brought in a bunch of these like horrible rat lizards. And it's the only thing he could get his hands on. And he's trying to run the the interesting store out of business. And like your head fills in this narrative <laughs> of all these little stalls. It's basically just one big gift shop. But they have it so cute um the droid store when you go in the droid store they have all these droid parts and stuff and they have like kitchen appliances that are repurposed spare parts from like r2 units and stuff so you can get like little tweezers and and there's like a um like oven mitts but they're like they look like they're um uh like electricity proof gloves that they use when you're doing mechanic work and stuff okay and it's it's all very cute and they have this, like, $25,000 R2 droid. But they also have this thing where you can make your own, um like, BB-8 droid. Like, you can grab custom parts and put it together so it's, like, colors you like. And it's all on an assembly line. Like, there's a conveyor belt moving these parts around. So
1: that's really cool, but my immediate question is how much?
0: I don't know how much the droids were. But it was, like, I want to guess, like, 100 for, like, a remote control actual, like, decent-sized oh, little toy. okay,
1: if it actually works... That's oh, not. No, that's, it works. Okay, that, that no, that's I, not a bad price for that. So one.
0: they give it they give it to you in this like um droid proof uh like um transport case. It's just a cardboard box, and I was in line next to this kid who had one, and his droid was trying to get out. Like it started beeping and like shaking the box around, and it was scaring him.
1: Oh yeah,
0: it was funny. But what they also had, like I walked in and they had a shelf of just um restraining bolts. And it's like, well, I actually kinda need one of these because my mom my mom couldn't make it. She wanted to go. And I'm like, well, I gotta bring her souvenir and her fridge has been acting up, so I got her a little restraining bolt. And it's just it's a fridge magnet, but it looks just like a restraining bolt. And it was just there was a charming element of walking into the droid store and saying, I need a new restraining bolt, and they'll say, That will be five credits, please. Swipe swipe the magnetic strip. The chip isn't working. <laughs> Um and a galaxy far,
1: far away. Even the chip doesn't it, work there. It was <laughs> it
0: was fucking it was brilliant. really neat. The atmosphere was cool. Um I saw the stormtroopers actually they arrested like a five year old girl and like walked her off.
1: That'd be terrifying was... <laughs> as a five year old.
0: Well, that's the funny thing. The five year old thought this was really fun and so she just walked off with these stormtroopers and the parents are like standing there and they're like waiting, like, does she come back? <laughs> like they were <laughs> they let her go for like way too long i was a little surprised um but there was a part <laughs> where <laughs> I, I i'm about i'm walking out okay i got my i got my blue milk and it's like you know it's kind of warm i'm gonna go sit somewhere else and i see these two stormtroopers and like armed stormtroopers and they're like they're like pushing through the crowd and like they're going somewhere and it's like oh i wonder what you know what's up with that And then I I look out a little bit further, and there's two more Stormtroopers, and they're headed the same direction. And it's like, well, what's going on? (laughs) It's like turning heads. Like, oh, something going down? And so I walk around the corner, and Kylo Ren arrived.
1: Oh, fuck, really?
0: And he was, like, yelling at people. And, like, he was interrogating people. And Stormtroopers like, grabbing people and bringing them forward to, to Kylo Ren, and he's, like, yelling at them. Um, and and it was, like, people were gathering to watch, and then a couple Stormtroopers walked up to, like, the area of the crowd that I was in, and they, they walked up and, like, move along, move along, and, like, pointing their guns at us and stuff, and it was, it was neat how it didn't feel like every other little Disney interaction.
1: Dude, that sounds, like, really fun, and depending on how drunk I was, I'd either get thrown out or have a good time.
0: <laughs> See, and that's the thing, there's, like, Alcohol if you're willing to yeah if you're willing to there's a lot of fun to be had it's of course all a show yeah it's of course just designed to make you get money taken out of your wallet um i bought a a first order hat so i can oppress minorities and the stormtroopers wouldn't hassle me um actually you know i saw there was a first order guy it's cute i was telling you all the stores are themed So outside of the market, you have to walk a little bit, but there's a first order recruiting post. Um, And that's where you have to get the, all the like empire themed stuff. Um, Oh, and then there's like a gift shop that all had these like ancient Jedi artifacts and these like statues of characters that I can't even name. And it all was like, it felt lore appropriate, but they had an animatronic in there, like literally doing the accounting While people are, like, buying kyber crystals and stuff. It was just... It was also neat.
1: So, I I looked up the prices for some of this stuff. Uh, Customized lightsabers as the must-buy souvenir are $200, and the droids are $100.
0: Now, I want to say one thing about the lightsaber. That's, like, a show where you get an experience out of it. It's not just the toy you're paying for. Okay. Because it's also an actor giving you a one-on-one, like, Jedi training session.
1: Oh, Okay. I, I, that that sounds worth 200 bucks in like you're getting like an actual experience and then like a thing to take home to show people that you went to that experience.
0: Yeah, if you're if you're splurging on a Disneyland trip and you want to splurge a little more, I feel like you can justify it. It is still expensive, but I feel like it's not as bad as it might seem. Sure. Most of the stuff was like horrendously expensive.
1: <laughs> ah. So th- I got I got a guy in a writing Discord. He's least looking for like cliches to like like you're the apple of my eye or the star he looks for every night. And I posted the one pubic hair I will not pluck. <laughs> <laughs> and then someone typed in center of my universe. So I typed in center of my anus. And uh, having a good old good old fucking time with these people. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm sh- I'm sure they appreciate you.
1: <laughs> I know I'm. Like, it is horrible. <laughs>
0: So, I want to tell you about the ride.
1: Okay, let's talk about the ride.
0: So, the ride is... um, Do you know... uh, uh, I don't know his name. Do you know the guy from Clone Wars and Rebels?
1: Yeah, his name is... uh, Ditch Mikkel Stand. Ando
0: Ando Anaka?
1: Um, Something like that. I can ask Jean-Luc real quick. He might be on.
0: I don't care. Who is the Um, guy?
1: Holy shit, my hands are not on the
0: right keys. (laughs) So... See, you you go to the spaceport, <laughs> and you're you're taking on a job to go make to do like a smuggling run, and the whole pitch is that you're you're piloting the Millennium Falcon, and so you know how these rides are, where it's like you have to do the thing. Now watch a, a movie while the seats shake around. Um, you're literally piloting the Millennium Falcon. <laughs> that sounds fun. Like you you sit in the cockpit, but you have control over it. So you're literally like cha- you're you're moving it around, you're steering it and you have gunners that are operating the guns and you have an engineering team working on repairs and stuff when you bump into stuff and like you feel it when you bump into stuff because <laughs> our first ride was super bumpy I the guy so they have it set up in a way where there's two pilots um one pilot goes up and down and the other pilot goes left and right okay. So you're you kind of, like, assigned these seats randomly. They give you your flight credentials, and it's like, oh, I guess you're the pilot. Okay, stand in the front. And so it's cool because you board the Millennium Falcon, and you're actually, like, there, and it looks like a set. Um, And you go around the corner, and you sit in there, and you strap in. And if you strap in, you have to, like, flick the light and turn on the console, and you hear, and you feel, like, the the engine, like, turning on. Like, it feels like a spaceship. And it was, it's a really neat effect, but... <laughs> I I knew what it was when I was getting into it, and it's like, oh, boy, I'm the pilot. I hope I don't mess up. The other guy was, like, a grandpa that I don't think knows what Star Wars is, and I don't think anyone told him that he was in control of the ship.
1: Oh, okay. That'll be fun.
0: So (laughs) it it was this, like, magical charm that happened. I could see it. I didn't know this person, but I could see this, like, twinkle in his eyes when he was just sitting there in his seat, like, well, I wonder what this ride's all about. And then, like the console lights up, and there's like a thing, and it's like like, all right, pilot, it's time to go to hyperspace go go to hypers go space time and this thing lights up, and you have to like pull this lever to like initiate um hyperspace, okay and he like did this double take and reached forward and grabbed the thing and pulled it, and you feel the ship taken off, and you it, it's like the movie, you're going. And I could see it in his eyes. It was like, oh, I'm doing this. And it was like, you know, there's, there's this kind of Disney magic that's applied to it. Where if you break it down mechanically, you can explain everything away. But if you're willing to just enjoy it, it's amazing. Sure. And it's kind of a it's a matter of personal preference of where you're really going to choose to enjoy it. But it, it was a really impressive experience, I thought.
1: Eh, no, that sounds fun. I do... I know, like going back to the Harry Potter thing. I'm, I am hoping I do that at one point because I feel like the the dumb shit you'd buy to like say you were there is probably going to be cheaper. Like, there's no way the wands are a hundred dollars, <laughs> or um, you know, getting like a like a whatever your house of choice is, like a scarf, right? Probably not a hundred dollars.
0: I don't know. Look, look that up. I guess I could. So here's here's the Harry big Potter, problem. This is the controversy. You go to Harry Potter, and you get a Harry Potter like cloak and a Harry Potter scarf, and they let you wear it. It's Star Wars Land. If you go get Jedi robes that cost you two hundred dollars or whatever, they don't let you wear it.
1: So the the toy wands are twenty five bucks, and the expensive ones are forty eight dollars, and they make noise and shit when you wave them around.
0: Oh, so the forty eight dollar ones? I think that's like the lightsaber where you actually like. You go through the... There's, like, an experience where you go to the wand shop and, like, magic stuff happens.
1: So that's a lot cheaper than $200 for a lightsaber. It Granted, is, but it's, it's a also a little thing.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's it's, a, it's a small piece of wood. So here, here's the other part with the lightsabers. Like, you, you assemble the lightsaber, including the kyber crystal. Oh, that's and there's, cool. There's different crystals, including, like, secret ones. So you can get these, like, blind packs of crystals. And you can get, like, a rare, like, a yellow one. Or, like, the Kylo Ren, like, sparky one that doesn't light up right. And so it's kind of neat that, like, you get this little thing and it's just, like, it's just, like, pretty green color. You put it in there and it has separate, like, sound effects on a specific green that other people won't have. Where it's, like, it, it makes it feel like that's your lightsaber. Yeah. The, like, also, I get the you appeal. can go
1: to... UniversalOrlando.com slash c slash wand and actually just buy them from their site without doing the thing.
0: That takes the fun out.
1: It really does. It, it it does tell you what you have in stock though. Like you're like, oh, if I'm gonna go to Harry Potter World to get a wand, I can like look at here's Cho Chang's wand. Do I want this one? I could be like her, the person Harry doesn't marry. now I- And I'm such a weirdo. Like I want like a Death Eater wand. Like I want I want like some bad guy shit. I don't be Slytherin.
0: I want one, um, I I want a wand that's like, I'm picturing, um, I want to say redwood, but I, I, I picture the core being something kind of like, uh, something relatively common, like yeti fur, that's not super magical, but the yeti fur was imbued, imbued with like mermaid tears. <laughs> and that's what my wand would be.
1: I like the idea of, like, my wand was imbued with, like, werewolf fur. But it's, like, the same thing, but actual magical werewolf fur. Not, like, the the shitty werewolf fur that gets shot by silver bullets and dies. I like werewolves. Rr. I'm drunk, holy shit. Yeah, you are, dude. I know, I went, I decided to finish what I had. Well,
0: let me activate my Sith Holocron and see what secrets it holds.
1: Is <laughs> it that I would be hungover tomorrow, because, like... Confirm that. Fuck! It is eight thirty Skywalker was weak and sentimental, so I destroyed him. His fall was my rise. That was the most specific fortune cookie I've ever gotten.
0: Yeah, that was that wasn't what I was expecting to hear.
1: That was uh, that was what the fuck was that? that was A,
0: a holocron. <laughs> I guess I guess Darth Vader just had a diary and then he dropped it somewhere. I don't know.
1: I like the idea of Darth Vader having a diary.
0: Dear diary. It's like,
1: dear diary. I'm a metal man.
0: Oh, boy. So, okay, real quick. I want to tell you about the Indiana Jones ride. Okay, let's do it. It's really cool because it's like you walk through a whole, like, temple that was uncovered. And so the queue to get in, there's, like, multiple rooms with junk in it. Where there's like, a, there's, like, a trap room where it tells you don't step on the red diamonds. And there's, like, a bunch of, like, skeletons that got impaled with darts and stuff. Oh, that's cool. And, like, little things. There's, like, different stuff in each room. And you get all the way in and they play this cool little, like, safety video that tells you, like, there's, like, a newsreel. It's like, newsflash, Indiana Jones discovered amazing thing. And there's this ancient Aztec temple with a spirit that will grant wishes. And so you go in there and you can ask for riches or knowledge or a third thing, like immortality or something. And so the whole thing is, like, you go in there and ask and you come out with it. But the only thing is you can't make eye contact with it. Oh, interesting. And so whatever you do, don't make eye contact with it. But people went in there and, like, they're not coming out. And it's like, what's going on? Like, you know, is there actual magic in here? What's going on? So Indiana Jones went in there, but he hasn't come out yet. It's like, what's going on? So we got to go in there and find him. And it's, like, it's so moody. Like, there's these, like, etchings of the gods on the wall. And they, <laughs> there's, like, these cool, um, like, cloth that, that they've, like, hung up to cover the eyes everywhere. And, like, there's all these warnings about, like, don't look at it. And there's, like, mirrors around the corners to, like, make sure that the cloth is up and stuff. And it it's kind of neat. And you get in this little buggy. And you go on this, like, adventure where you go in there and you come around the corner and it's like, what treasure would you want? And oh, you looked in my eyes. Now you will pay. And then it's just downhill from there. But going back to what you're saying earlier, the sound mixing makes it feel so real because there's like, <laughs> there's a part where you drive over like, uh, over like a rickety bridge and, um and like stuff's being shot at you. And there's like a giant boulder like comes at you at one point and, it, and the music especially it you have this amazing moment where it's like spooky and spiderwebs ah you come around the corner and then like the car literally stops just so you can take in this like there's a huge cavern and it's full of snakes and fire and there's like an explosion of fire and that indiana jones music is playing or, or it's like oh and it's like whoa, what, there's like too much in here. It's like sensory overload. And then it's like we, we got to get out of here. You're like driving through it as fast as possible. And it's like there's there's fun stuff. I, I I really like going to Disneyland, but it's also like this is totally for children. And I get that article about how childless millennials are ruining it for everyone else.
1: Oh man, that article was written by someone who hated but the I, fact that she had kids.
0: Th- that's true. But it's also like I'm self conscious when I'm so big that I went on pirates and they let me have a row by myself because I was kind of wide. Oh
1: man, that's called life hacks.
0: <laughs> it's like, like yeah, if I, I'll just sit here by myself in the back. I won't bother nobody. I
1: I don't know I, I don't I don't fucking do anything like they, I, I can't oh. judge you for any of that. Like I'm almost jealous. You get to go to this stuff and like have fun and like it's an experience if nothing else. They
0: dude, they changed uh, pirates again. They took out Davy Jones, which is good, and they took out Blackbeard, which is great, <laughs> but they put in this new effect I'd never seen before, where, do you know how the Pirates Ride goes? No. So, you, you you go through this cute little swamp, and it's actually right by a restaurant, too. You can go in this restaurant, and you're just, like, on the swamp side there in the bayou. Okay. It's a fantastic restaurant, too. It's really cute having the Pirates boats, like, come by right by your, your table there. But, um, you go through the swamp, and then you go through this, like, deep, dark cave, and it's like, well, what's in here? And there's, like, a mysterious skeleton telling a story about how it's like, like, oh, you want to see adventure, do ye? There be pirates ahead, and dead men tell no tales. And then you, like, drop into the darkness. And you're in this cave, and it's like, whoa, what's in this cave? And then, um like you see skeletons there's like pirate skeletons are like creepy but then there's like all this gold and there's like skeletons guarding the gold and it's just kind of neat and moody and atmospheric and then you when you leave the cave you go through this town that's like under siege of a pirate since like burning down but they they changed it where after the movies um before you leave the cave they had this, like, foggy projection of CGI Davy Jones saying, I'm looking for Captain Jack Sparrow. And it's like, okay. So they took that out, but they replaced it with this new effect where there's a skeleton holding treasure. And it's, like, standing up and holding it. And it's, like, kind of suspended by ropes in this weird way. And it's, you, you just kind of stand in there but as you as you get closer to it and you're looking at the skeleton cuz there's nothing else to look at as you pass him the rope like covers his face and as the rope passes over his face it's replaced with a fleshy pirate oh really and i don't know how they got the effect so good like it's clearly a mirror trick but everyone in my boat did a double take like it is so like unsettlingly well done <laughs> Because it's, it's a subtle thing. Like, if you weren't looking straight at it, you might not catch it.
1: I, re- I appreciate the artistry and stuff like that, like, a lot, right? Whether it's for me or not, like, I've gotten to a point where things like that are really hard to do well. And I really like that people can do it. Like, it's so cool. Which I think is a good place to be in. Because it's like, oh, I can appreciate artistry and shit I don't give a shit about. Because I'm not an asshole.
0: Yeah. That's a good way to put it.
1: I I, I, I just see the positive in stuff, even if it's not for you.
0: Honestly, that's going to be my Glad Space. Yeah? I'm a childless millennial, and I go to Disneyland with only a relatively small amount of shame.
1: There you go, that's cool. Are we only on Glad Spaces now? I don't know what mine should be.
0: Well, I think you've been enjoying your whiskey a bit
1: my i my glass face might just fucking be my whiskey cuz holy shit
0: what is it is it the sani brand it's again crown royal crown royal oh yeah i just no you know i almost got into the <laughs> so crown royal so it's like expensive
1: ass whiskey tonight.
0: i told you my friend got me like huge jug of it right it's so good it's nice i appreciated that gift so much I i cool. haven't i haven't been getting into it cuz it's like i don't want to finish it off ever
1: Dude, when you come here, you can get this shit for like twenty five bucks a bottle. Sweet. I'm gonna get you so drunk when you come here. I don't know when that's gonna be.
0: I want to share um my crystal head vodka with you. You can do that. I guess I, my my bottle's empty now, so I guess I gotta get another one. I
1: mean, we can get that here. Oops. <laughs> Dude, I mean, it's so funny. Like, I'm talking to Joel. I was like, "Man, Cameron might come visit soon. It's gonna be great." Like, soon in quotes because who fuck knows? But like. I was like, you know, the only things we have planned are basically to get really drunk and watch awful movies. <laughs> like I feel like that's all we will really do, and I'm totally fine with that. That'll be such a fun week or weekend, depending on how long you're here.
0: Yeah. No, it'll be fine. I'm looking forward to that. It'll be
1: it'll be a good time.
0: That'll be our. And glad I might close on the
1: house early, but the underwriter for my loan saw all the things wrong with the house because I had to submit that and and she's like oh your house is falling apart I don't know if I can do this and it's like okay bitch I have to I'm gonna have my realtor call you because if I do it's gonna not work well because I'm an idiot but ah it's so stupid
0: hashtag adulting
1: so it's like okay a bit of rain water comes in when it rains I'll get that fixed but not till January because it you have to schedule that months in advance not a problem. I'll get a wet shop back. I'll, I'll send her the receipt when I buy one. Not a problem. But no, she's like, oh, it, apparently it floods so bad the whole house falls apart. It's like, no, it's still standing. It was built in the '70s. It's it's fine. It's just annoying. It's cosmetic. But uh, but she needs maybe some paperwork before she'll let me close on it. And it's like, but they want to close early.
0: Hashtag adulting. My house is this
1: stupid. Oh, it's horrible.
0: <laughs> I, we can be I done went though. to Disneyland.
1: Also, my glad space is my friend Cameron. This is a, this is a good podcast. This is fun.
0: They're like spiders.
1: Spiders? Are we talking about spiders? Are we talking about Harry Potter? Are we talking about Star Wars? We did not talk about politics and stuff, which is what we were going to talk about.
0: Oh, yeah, but we can do that another time. Cause that...
1: We had, it was funny. I, I was like, hey, Jean-Luc, we're going to talk about politics and fiction. Give me a rundown real quick before we start. And he typed me like a thousand words, and he's like, "You should read this ninety-page book." i was just like, "Okay, but not those things. What if we do something else?"
0: Yeah, we'll talk about politics next week. Yeah, maybe. Um, but it, when I say that, I mean I want to talk about like the politics and like the My Little Pony universe, not real politics.
1: Oh man, we could do that. That'd be. Fun. It's
0: gonna be a good show.
1: Yeah, no, I want to talk about like politics and like Harry Potter. And how it's well, he,
0: here's here's what this is just a little preview. We won't talk long about it. But I was talking to my mom about the Star Wars prequels. Okay. And I was saying how um, I wish that there was a subplot that Padme was, like, inspired to specifically get, like, a specific bill into action. Like, if if she could just pass Proposition 5, just this would solve everything. And I want there to be, like, a B-plot about getting this proposition in- enacted. And, like, she's dealing with the bureaucracy while and this is like the b plot while the space lasers are happening over here sure and then what i want to see happen is that she gets it passed and it doesn't do anything and i want them to go to a planet like tatooine where they're like there's a senate like the the crime lords run our lives i don't know what you're talking about like no this is supposed to solve everything it's like i don't even what are you talking about and i want her to be like so upset that the system doesn't work and it, that frustrates Anakin, and that disillusions Anakin that the, the Republic doesn't work, and like that drives him closer to the Empire thinking. I think that'd be cool. And I feel like that would have been a more interesting story than the lack of anything happening in the prequels. Like, they keep talking about Senate and politicians, but no one actually does anything. It's weird. <laughs> like, I don't know what the Senate does. I don't yeah. know who they represent. I am super confused about all that stuff because they don't, they don't actually tie it into the plot. They just sort of drop exposition here and there.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: So, yeah, next week I want to talk about stuff like that. Not just Star Wars, though.
1: Yeah, no, I might actually... Well, I don't want to, like, promise I'll do research or planning because, I mean, I got pretty drunk this episode and this was a good time. I was like, oh, shit, I could do that next week, too. Yeah. So we'll see what happens, but... I think this is a good conversation to have with that kind of topic, You know, Jean luc The stuff you sent me, you know,
0: i to remember it. Maybe no,
1: it was it was really good stuff. I was I I planned on actually quoting that stuff because like he knows his shit.
0: Look at this page turner over here.
1: He's a, no, I, I like I like he's one of my favorite people. He's a good dude. Him and Alex, like listen to the listen to the comics podcast, everybody. If you want to hear more of me being a fucking asshole, dumbass, less drunk.
0: If you wanna, if you wanna hear me drink too much and cry more, you can stay outside my open window at night. Yeah. Good night, everybody.
1: Good night, everybody. Penis. What's
0: a, what's a Harry Potter song? I don't know. Um. Uh. I I only did the one that I know. Aren't there other Harry Potter themes? Um. John Williams is a genius. I can't remember any of it.
1: Oh, Dumbledore is a great big milf. (laughs) Doot, 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 (laughs) doot.